0: and we are live ladies and gentlemen welcome to the crypto gaming institute podcast i'm your host ben and today we're sitting down with the ogs the big dogs skylar and elijah from Dogira. gentlemen how y'all doing today jeez man that's a
1: that's a big (laughs) intro there i don't think i'm worthy of the title oh gee if we had owen on here that was back in (laughs) 2013 in blockchain we could probably give him that title uh elijah go ahead i'm gonna go ahead and retweet this real quick send out for you guys well uh thank
2: you for having us i really appreciate the uh the time to be able to kind of dive into crypto gaming um but yeah uh, i'm elijah mcdougall i am a marketing copywriter uh by trade and i am doshira's press manager So I handle um, talking to people like you, uh, along with Skylar. Uh, I write a lot of uh, press content for the company and uh, anything else copy related. And I have about six years of experience in the uh, writing industry uh, as a whole. I started off in e-commerce copywriting, uh, got into marketing, and then um, now into blockchain uh, marketing and and copywriting. So yeah, that's me.
1: Cool. And uh, Skylar? Sorry about that, asking about the backgrounds, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, um, straight out of high school, uh, went to the military, uh, United States Marine Corps Infantry, and then afterwards, um, did a little bit of college, got into a manager-type position, uh, found some good opportunity, became an operations manager, uh, was in charge of roughly 120 plus or minus employees, had a four-person team, roughly, um, and have been involved in crypto uh Here and there, since 2017, got a lot more into it around um, 2021 and then kind of transitioned from that operations manager role um, into more full-time work with Dozier. And so that's uh, here I am right now. Um, Really focused more on the community side um, and also analytics and just looking a lot more into marketing, which, of course, Elijah helps out greatly as he's had a lot more professional um, experience in the marketing realm
0: cool right on so it seems like you guys are marketers and community managers uh at core which is
1: really really interesting yeah i mean if we had owen on here we'd be able to talk at length a lot more on what he's done Uh, i mean i i can still if you want to he's like unity dev sdk uh lead with zendesk he's worked with crypto since 2013 on not only Dogecoin implementing digibytes gravity Shield algorithm to help like the miners and such but also he's been like he played around with some of the first iterations of blockchain games which didn't really you know weren't really that great because they were on they're using bitcoin and other type of uh yeah <laughs>
2: yeah i mean owen has over a decade of experience in between blockchain and um you know, enterprise software stuff. So, I mean, this guy, he knows what he's doing. You ever sit in a room with him and hear him talk, engineer, like speak with other engineers, and you're just, oof. you know, he's, he's definitely uh, somebody who understands um, what we're doing, like inside, outside, upside down, the, the entire thing, he's got it in, in his head. So um, no slouch in uh, the skill department there
0: right on so let's talk a little bit about the origin story of dojira and how like like what is it how did it come about and um like what's what's the what's the goal what's the mission here
1: oh man so i mean it's really it's really a passion project like so from february the current team that we have right now myself elijah dan uh mary dylan andrew owen um we weren't here whatsoever. Uh, Dell and Andrew were recently added their Unity devs. Um, it was a team, uh, not a team, but rather just like kind of a group of friends that all were Solidity devs. They wanted to experiment with DeFi. And so they're like, okay, you know, we're just going to go ahead and make a token and mess with the contract. They really didn't believe the community would actually grow from that. But it did, especially, you know, everyone's trying to look for the next... 10, 100 decks, whatever. Um, and so a community was formed around that. And they didn't like that. They were like, you know, it's getting too big for me. I want to pass off the torch. I just want to abandon it. And Owen actually was talking to them at the time. And he's like, why? You know, like as he was just kind of hearing their, um, you know, their their call out, I guess, of just like, if anybody wants to take this. And Owen saw the community, and it reminded him of the Dogecoin community. so it's like, why just abandon the community like that? And so he had the contract signed over to him. And um, a few people were introduced, uh, a former teammate, uh, Dan, and also my, myself. I uh, came in a little bit after that. Um, eventually, we picked up Mary. Um, we picked up Elijah. And then more towards like like after our V2, we went ahead and picked up the Unity devs. Um, at that point, when we picked it up around, I'm gonna say Aprilish, Marchish, around that time frame, we really started the conceptualization phase. It, it it's it's like a pro and a con that we had the token because yes, you could essentially get in early, but at the same time, managing a token's community while you're still in a conceptualization phase of what will the project be, it's kind of like it's it's, it's pretty difficult. And so we had to put a little bit of things kind of. Uh, you know, like put it on the side, let's go ahead and focus like, what are we actually going to do? It changed from developing software development kits to have like blockchain integration a little bit more easier for uh, already developed games into actually creating games and creating an ecosystem around those games from other projects, as well as our own first party ones. Um, from after, like after that, we set out, you know, like a basic roadmap. We released a white paper which is now available to which we will be updating as the time goes and then we relaunched entirely brand new token on the Polygon network as well as bridging to Ethereum um, September 17th, September 16th roughly. Uh, <laughs> CoinGecko sucks with that, by the way, the graphs, they don't go off of value, they go off of price. And so instead of going off of market cap, it just looks like we took like a straight downturn <laughs> when the market cap just kind of, you know, just chilled around the same time. Uh, so that's always, uh, you know, off-putting to other people. And they're so, uh, they're so horrible with with actually updating their stuff. Like, we'll, we'll reach out to them and they're just like, oh, you haven't met the criteria. I'm like, oh, okay, what's the criteria? We can't tell you. It's like, oh, uh, okay (laughs) let me submit like eighty thousand more times and then they don't do anything so horrible customer service i guess you could say with them um but release v2 and that kind of marked our it was like the benchmark of when we started development on dojira we released v2 we went ahead and threw up the uh staking farming contract and such and we recently developed the the VRF NFT generational contract, which anybody that wants to go ahead and mint NFTs with us as like a Gaming Project, they can go ahead and use that. And it mints the second that you and, and oh, you can use it in two different ways. You can pre-mint it or every single time you press mint it you know sends up a message to the contract and it spits out a random generation from the chain link vrf and says here you go here's your assets that are combined in a certain way that make them look cool the nft generational assets Um, what the project is about is we are a gaming studio a gaming ecosystem and an ido slash nft launchpad we great we we create games, yes, but we also take games from other people that are already in development that have been developed or kind of still in that, you know, phase of what will the game be? And we integrate blockchain tech into it Um, or we help if those people are not too, you know, like they want to do it themselves or something. We just simply advise them and and we're flexible with it, too, you know, because with blockchain games, you can't just have a play to earn aspect and say this is like you do an action, you get a reward from it, a basic play to earn aspect. It's it's a cryptocurrency, too. Uh, Like you could also just make it a value rather than just cryptocurrency because that is what play to earn is. You are earning something and so it has to be, you know, a value. And so it could be cryptocurrency. It could be an NFT. It could be something else. Or it can be an entire game economy like you'd see in an RPG, or it could just be NFT skins, or it could just be some type of database uh, for indie developers to help their own systems offload from a centralized uh, server. It could be really anything. I mean, it's blockchain tech, it's like it's it's new emerging tech, even though it is based off of a decentralized ledger. Um, So we're flexible with it. Uh, Now, I know we talked a lot, so Elijah, if you want to expand a little bit on that, or at least probably uh, some, I mean, obviously I've missed like a couple of things as well. So,
2: I mean, no, I think you, you covered a lot of it. It's, it's the, it's the DeFi or GameFi when you have the games in the ecosystem uh, and then uh, basically using our skills to consult with other um, projects that have promising games or promising um uh, ecosystems of their own and we bring them in and create this uh thriving game ecosystem where uh you can have uh dojira as the kind of like gold standard token and then you have all these other game tokens that live in that ecosystem and um we basically provide support um through consulting where uh we basically help them with the blockchain implementation of their games um help them think through their game design uh to make sure that they're making good games because our goal is not just make blockchain games it's to make good blockchain games which means making a fun sustainable game that has some sort of play to earn element in there um yeah that's that's
1: basically what we are um i would say too that's kind of like the short midterm version for our long-term version vision that that's like the short midterm version for our long-term vision it's it's Bridging upon what people now say is metaverse, you know, since it's a new buzzword, um, which is uh, digital online identity, um, as well as at least for blockchain tech now NFT interoperability. So being uh, if you if you want to make a good comparison or or something that. it's pretty easy for people to look at. I would say look at Dragon's Age Origins and Mass Effect. Have They have like a Blood Dragon armor skin. It looks different in Mass Effect but it looks different in uh, Dragon Age Origins. But they're still relatively the same. Same design like same coloring, like etc. And so I think it would be Pretty cool and that's kind of what we're working towards as well is to have these games in our ecosystem and maybe even more out kind of like an sdk of sorts that you can just implement in any game where it's like here's your digital online identity here's your profile and you know, Owen hates when I do this, yeah, like going further into like dream mode as opposed to what's realistic and in time frames. But I think would be pretty cool too is to have achievements and other things. You know, you have Steam, you have Xbox Live, you have all these other profiles and just how about you make all the games into one profile. Here's all your achievements. Here's your little avatar. You can make it into whatever. It doesn't even have to be about money. It's just, here's your thing. Here's your like profile. This is you. This is who and you, you are. Yeah exactly you can transfer it everywhere and then maybe over time maybe NFTs can follow that that suit too you go buy something off of open seas or you get something cool that you earn in game or you create something and now you're a virtual blacksmith and you're that's like your job now it's it's quite literally to gather resources and sell these items and as NFTs it's like here's this armor set that I made it's pretty cool and you know I have the skills to do it over time i you know hone these in the game or whatever I've, I've collected enough resources i've advanced this skill tree um and then being able to grab that armor that i don't know golden dragon flaming armor and then transfer it over to animal crossing and now it's a flaming dragon golden suit or something <laughs> yeah um but long-term vision is definitely I guess you could say kind of metaverse approach um, but it's also to have the dosier token at the center of it but also allowing these other projects to have their own tokens so they can have their own likes as well so really just empowering through the through through blockchain tech as opposed to just you have to use dosier token for your game no it doesn't matter you're using it like why just let other people like develop in their own with their own token with their own items and we'll just help facilitate, you know, just how to use it properly and such. Totally.
0: So let's jump back a little bit because I think what's interesting is it seems like there was an initial buzz early, early on in the in the life cycle of the project. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like there was a pivot of ownership, right? Yes. And Whenever there's a big change like that, I mean, that must be a PR nightmare because people are like, oh, my God, change what's going on. Right. So. Was the idea in the beginning gaming, or was that the pivot once um, kind of the new regime took over? <laughs> um, and and what was the reasoning behind that? Uh, there are a trillion and one use cases of this technology, and a community is you know is precious. So <laughs> why was the decision made to go towards gaming as opposed to anything else?
1: So at the very beginning, there was no plan. It was just one of those classic. Hey guys, I made a token. What are you doing with it? I don't know. It's cool, you know. Like in the beginning, everyone's just like, "Here's this cool token. Go invest in it. Why is it going to go up? I don't know. <laughs> it just will." And so that was kind of the concept. And then people tried to like, you know, as as like the uh, that as just time went on, they looked at others and they're like, "Oh, they're doing they're doing a, uh, a MetaMask version. They're doing a wallet. They're doing a swap. Let's let's do that too." It's like uh, Owen came in and he just said. What are my experiences? What can I contribute? And then we just base it off of that, pretty much, because the the former team member uh, was um, also a solidity dev. Owen oh, is solidity, EunD, whatever other code. I'm not a technical person, honestly. He's worked with SDKs and uh, obviously game development. Like I said, and, um, Dogecoin and everything else under the sun, uh, blockchain related, and so he's great at that and so he's like what am i good at i'm good at games i'm good at solidity development blockchain code and such so i'm just going to combine these and that's naturally turning into blockchain gaming where at the start it was sdk development which again he is fine with because he's worked with blockchain and he was a lead um I can't remember the name. It, it, I think it's Lead Tech or Lead Something. He was leading a team pretty much. He was in charge of the team at Zendesk creating software development kits. And he's worked with uh, companies like Rovio, which has done like Angry Birds, uh, pretty much helping them kind of uh, mesh that software development kit with their unique assets and their their code and et cetera. So he's good with that. So he's just, here are my skills, what I'm going to do with it. And that's kind of how we pivoted. I mean like then the community just went around and they're like all right sweet let's do boxing and gaming and they've been with us ever since and you know obviously lose some people gain some people etc but uh, i've seen a lot of people that just show up and they believe in his experience and then they just disappear and they still hold and they just kind of in essence chill don't even lurk some lurk as as you see a lot of people do but But yeah, I hope that answered your question or questions.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. So then you make the pivot, and you then start to like, develop a product, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I think is going to be a very um, rude awakening to a lot of projects is when they make a big promise, and then they don't ship, (laughs) and then they're gonna get crushed, and they're absolutely gonna go to zero. So going from, okay, this is mostly hype to, okay, now we have a mission, we ha- we actually have a focus and a goal to now starting to build products and then, you know, eventually got a ship. Like, how did that actually go um, internally from like a, okay, we're just building a community and building, you know, to now, okay, let's build something that's real. Like, how did that actually happen and, and what's the progress of that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing we learned real quick was to um not announce anything until it was yeah. done yeah <laughs> or that's, more that's or less confirmed um because we had enough times where we would say oh we're doing this thing and then it fell through uh especially early on we had you know some and this was before i was actually on the team but i was uh, a holder of the token uh, back in march uh, mm-hmm. we had some early partnerships that uh we had that didn't pan out um, and so that caused some, you know, community, like, well, what's going on? And so we were, at that point, it started to become, okay, well, let's not talk about too much. And then now that we're into the product development stage, we only release uh, sneak peeks, snippets when we know that that's how the thing is, it's not going to change. Uh, and we like to keep our um, timelines uh, as vague as possible. Internally, we have all of our timelines, but we don't, uh, we don't give into the pressure to kind of give you know vague dates and timelines and things to the community not because we don't want to but because it a protects us as Skyler said from kind of that sell the or buy the rumor sell the news kind of stuff and then also allows us to account for any problems we might run into because when you're making video games things happen um you might have to go revise some code you might have to remake some assets uh some game design things might change not saying that any of that's happened here but just you know we we know that product development takes time, takes revision. And if we're constantly updating people on what's going on, well, that that causes trouble for us because now we're making promises about what's coming. And if that feature needs to be removed, we don't want people to feel like we're cutting corners or whatever, so.
1: And we really have to like pick our language too. Like yeah. with when it comes to AMAs, we, we have an AMA every other week within our own community. So, I mean, if you guys ever want to join in, it's on our Discord. We're actually having one today. In three hours, it's 10 p.m. UTC, 5 p.m. EST. It's with the whole team, with the Unity devs as well, and we all just kind of chat. We ask what we answer rather whatever questions community has, Um, and we really have to. And with the medium articles too, we really have to be careful with our words because, for example, I could if if I was like just talking to a friend and I was like, "No, I really want to go visit Europe," and then like a week later, they're like, "Didn't you say you were going to Europe?" You're going to Europe next week, right? It's like, no, I'm not. What? I just said I wanted to. You know, it happens similarly in this community where and not just it's crypto overall. It's Owen could be talking about, like, I really think that this is a good idea. And or he says, like, I'm thinking about doing this or I'm going to do this or this normally takes X amount of time. And then suddenly now it's like a big rumor that we're going to create a, a game that's going to rival Call of Duty and it's going to be releasing next month. And if it doesn't show up, the price is going to zero. And it's like, you know, how did all, all this happen? It's a big game of telephone. So really, really choice words. Um, that's actually the reason why uh, we released at the beginning like the roadmap. And right now we took it back. We took it back like a couple of months back because we were looking at the timelines and we were like, we can't just continuously start relying on other par- projects or other third parties and such, and start giving people a timeline of when to buy and sell. It just turns into a massive amount of just what is happening. I mean, like you can look at other projects that are more new, that are starting up, that have roadmaps that people aren't exactly confident in, or. They have non-devs, or it's just seen as the custom to create a roadmap. But at the same time, all of that is just giving a lot of people a basic timeline of when to buy and sell. Of course, you don't know when speculation is going to come in, but at the same time, it's like, if I know a game is being released that time, and I know that there is an announcement here, or there's a marketing event here, and marketing starts on this date, why would I buy right now? why can't i just go make my money elsewhere and then come back like like half a month because you know that's going off too much of a tangent but why can't i just come back right before some type of marketing starts or why isn't marketing happening well it's happening all the time and that's a big one that we get too is that we are always doing marketing we're always going to amas we're always going to conventions we're always going to we're always releasing articles we're always getting uh, you know more youtubers other people talk about us um in, in a better light not just to, hey go buy this token it's like what does this token do what does this team do um not just to the moon or whatever uh so we're always doing that we're always marketing rather than just we're gonna be marketing from april to june it's like oh cool i'll, I'll buy before you know or whatever mm-hmm. but, well i
2: mean especially with the marketing piece just real mm-hmm. quick like marketing itself has an entire process that people don't realize and i think people think that marketing people just sit around a table and they you know ping pong ideas off each other and then they just do it and it takes five minutes.
0: Uh, And (laughs) and then they can ask, they can ask when marketing and then it's going to happen in the next five minutes right after that. Right, exactly. (laughs)
2: And that's, that's not how it goes. I mean, you have, you know, uh, having worked in a a marketing startup, I mean, you have, you know, months before you even have a product shipping, you're like creating all these marketing plans. You're creating, you know, sequences of, you know, we're going to launch this ad and this ad and this ad and it's going to lead to this thing. I mean, it takes, Hours and hours of prep work to even have you know a proper marketing funnel, let alone um, just to write a uh, you know promo article that fits into a broader structure. I mean, marketing, marketing in the crypto space can sometimes just be I'm going to pay this influencer to say a couple words about me. But like, actual marketing takes time, and that's what we're trying to do is actual marketing. <laughs>
1: I mean, like we want to focus really on and when the game comes out as well, when our games and other projects games come out multiple, we're not just going to make one lie. Um, There's different genres. There's different types of things that you learn from creating one game, especially when it's on something as new as a decentralized ledger. You're just using a decentralized servers and stuff or other types of means of using blockchain tech. There's a lot of stuff that you learn from it. And um Wow, I went so much on a tangent that I forgot what the original thing I was going to say. Sorry about that, guys. Jeez. All good. It happens.
0: So let's um, let's kind of fast forward a little bit in the in the chronology to, until today. So mm-hmm. it seems like the team has grown. The community has, has uh, remained committed. Um, how much of like how much of of the time and, and the effort and the resources are being deployed right now towards actually like building the product,
1: all of it. I mean, like, if if, if we were to say purely from like a developer perspective, the Unity devs, they're working on their game. Um, when it comes to Owen, he's like every single bit of energy there. Like, we we're, we're a little bit. Better now than we were a couple of months back, and before, like we were going at it a lot. Like we didn't have any days off. Like we haven't taken actual days off for a hot minute. And when it comes to like now, you know we're we're transitioning into more of like okay, we'll have like a day off, two days off, whatever for like teammates and such. Oh, and myself, Dan, etc. Um, Dan's more part time right now, so not Dan, but mary and um elijah once elijah goes a lot more full-time don't worry you'll have days off too (laughs) um but when it comes to owen like he has all of his time to mainly solidity contracts as well as well right now it's the nft event that's happening with hanzo our partner Um, our collaborator the project that's going to be within our ecosystem that is within our ecosystem they're launching an MMORPG and they're launching NFTs beforehand um, to basically be kind of like access pass skin and like two or three other utilities that are going to be within the game and so they're using our NFT generational contract so that's going to be launching on the 14th Uh, I guess a little advert there Um, but that's what he's focusing on right now. Shortly after, he's going to focus on other things of which I cannot say right now. Uh, but obviously, he's going to also be helping these two Unity devs that are releasing our first one of our first-party games that is going to utilize blockchain tech. So he's going to have to, you know, kind of work in with them and see where he can work in the logic for that because they know Unity, but they don't know blockchain. Uh, he knows like all of the above, so. Um, that's where all the resources are going right now is into development. Um that's pretty much it. Like the the thing with I guess you could say other other projects and this isn't me putting other projects under the under the rug, for lack of a better term. <laughs> Great, rug watching. Um but I I've noticed a lot that teams are highly focused where it's like all of this team is gonna focus on development. And so what are the marketers doing? What are the community managers doing? Okay, well, we're talking about developments. Like, okay, that's cool. But like, I think the thing that makes us different is that we each do our own thing. We're each individual. So like when I like work, I'm noticing different things and I'm just working. I'm doing my own thing. Elijah is doing his own thing. At times we connect to make sure that we're still on the same track and that the items that we have that are connected to others are done correctly. Like for example, a medium article is going to need Owen's um, input. It's going to need my inputs, it's going to need Elijah's inputs, it's going to need input. Dan's, but I'm not necessarily doing the medium article. So I don't have to, I don't have to care about that. I'm doing something else. Elijah's doing something else. Owen's doing something else the majority of the time we're all just individually doing our own work as opposed to as a team, what are our visions? No, like I know what I have to do. Elijah knows what he has to do. Owen knows what he has to do. So we're just gonna go ahead and do it. Um, So when it comes to resources, it's really individualized but when it comes to what we're doing overall, it's working on development Solidity contracts, uh, Unity, dev work, a lot of other stuff I can't say. Um, partnerships, we're always looking at other people, we're always talking to other people. I recently just got off a meeting with somebody else, of which I can't tell who they are um, you know, publicly. Uh, but we're always doing something, each individual, to our own kind of skill set.
0: Cool. So let's talk a little bit about just the idea of blockchain gaming in general and like, as um as people who are working in a specific project like what are you what do you guys get excited about about the future of crypto gaming and the metaverse and like all this whole really cool and totally random and very vague and ambiguous uh space that we're all in i'll I'll start on this one um one of the things that
2: i really care about um, and I think a lot of gamers care about is that feeling of like intense monetary loss when you know you're you've bought all your DLCs, you've uh, maybe bought all of these different you know uh, in-game items like skins and stuff. Like servers go down, they're gone, they're whatever. You know you don't you don't have them anymore, um, and they're they're not useful. And so I really am drawn to the the ownership and the interoper, interoperability of assets. I realize that like the broader metaverse probably isn't going to have you know the ability to take your skin to every single game but if you have studios that are working together you can create those that interoperability between those games and so uh you're able to um have your ownership of, of your items and even if they personally don't have any value I want the ability to be like I still have this you know I don't have to just remember it from uh you know a nostalgia perspective like I'm a big Apex Legends player at least I was And so i have a lot of skins (laughs) that i bought over the years um and like it's gonna suck when the servers go offline and they're not there anymore i want it to at least be able to like page through on my phone or on my metamask and say oh i still got these you know that's cool i like these um and maybe i learn to build a game one day and i can take those nfts and have them you know do something with them in my own gaming just for my own personal use i know that has ip infringement issues which is not what I'm (laughs) advocating for here but uh just in general I think it's the the ownership aspect and the interoperability that excites me um in the limited breadth that it's able to exist um I think one of the things that uh companies need to be a little bit more upfront with is the fact that the universes that they're building aren't as flexible as they say they are um, yeah. they're painting kind of these really broad strokes and they're making a lot of promises that lead people to um, draw certain conclusions and that's kind of a marketing tactic to get people excited as you let people draw their own con- own conclusions you never technically lied so yeah that, I be disappointed, like that. you know that kind of stuff but um I'm just excited to see how ownership really plays into everything uh, how about you Skyler
1: um so personally when it comes to blockchain tech blockchain gaming and such uh, play to earn aspects nothing really excites me when it comes to that it's mainly just what will come from the games themselves i mean like we are mainly focused on yes what will make a game fun will this be fun and then from that point, like, should we release it if it's mainly about blockchain? No. Um, like, once we want it to be fun. Uh, I I am excited about the stories that will come eventually from it. Right now, we're still stuck on, sadly, some clicking games and some, like, temple-run stuff. It's like, I don't want that. Like, I, I want a story. I'm a very big fan of the Elder Scrolls series. I'm a very big fan of... Um, fallout call of duty when they had the campaigns uh, <laughs> battlefield when they had the campaigns i really like a good solid story i like lore i'm a big fan of uh, the 40k universe i i like things that have backstory to it that um, essentially like you can say that this character has all it's all these things in his past and it's like i don't know like i see as uh, a lot more relatable as well as just I don't know i i, I like it i like learning about that type of stuff and reading it and knowing about it it's just so i'm excited about what's actually going to come from it what people can build because so far i've seen really crappy uh story building from almost everybody and not fun games i've i've seen this one where it was like there was once a baby fox and then he got a special power and now he's turbo inu fox and it's like I want to destroy this game. (laughs) Like, I want this to not exist. Like, sorry to all Turbo Eno Fox holders out there if you do exist. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want something that actually has some backstory. And you know, keep in mind that first iterations. I do understand first iterations of games. Like, if we come out with like a game at like right now or like in a couple months or whatever, and doesn't have a story, cool. I'm fine with that. But you know, as long as we're not trying to, like, you know, no story is better than a crap story, I guess you could say. I I don't want taro inu fox powers or whatever. So
0: So on that point, because I totally agree, like the the lore does so much to actually make something real. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we all are looking for with games is we're looking for something real. We're looking for an experience. Uh, One of the, I think the best examples of that in the gaming world right now is League of Legends. I mean, there's such rich lore behind the game that they turned around and launched Arcane, their Netflix series, and like that was a game changer. And it's all based on the lore that, yeah, it's all based on the lore behind the characters and behind the gameplay, and it's accessible to everyone. So people are going to watch the, they're going to watch the show they're going to be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Then they're going to go play the game and they're going to get hooked on it. Or the people who already play the game are going to be like, oh my God, I play these characters and I can see. Them. So that's, that's so rich. When it comes to the ecosystem that y'all are building, how are you thinking about lore as far as how to make the games like, like, cause lore is like the glue that holds everything together. Right? So for the games uh, that y'all are developing, is there going to be a common thread of lore between them, where the game each game is like a part of the same universe together or something? Like, how are y'all thinking about that?
1: Yes and no. So, no, as in the sense of the other projects that are going to be within our ecosystem, they're going to be separate. If they want to make a game with us and have shared lore, totally fine. If for some reason, um, yeah, if for some reason they want to have shared lore, cool. Let's go ahead and do it. Let's make a game that has that shared lore with the games that we develop ourselves we're not only going to be utilizing Jupiter Lighthouse games, which are going to be producing our first party games, but also when Owen creates games as well. It really depends on which games those are. But if they are part of a series, then they will have interconnected lore. Um, We don't want to be stuck on just one genre, which I know that you would essentially be able to branch off of different genres and still have the same lore, uh, Halo, RTS, FPS. Um, as well as, I mean, you could actually probably make an FPS RPG with their stuff as well, which would be pretty cool. Um, but when it comes to us, it really just, it depends on which games it are, but if they are a series, it will have, I I, I can say for now that most likely would have interconnected. I would push heavily for that. I think that'd be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I think one of the, I, so I do some, you know fiction and video game writing myself um and I find that um you know building those stories is is very compelling to me uh it has to be planned at the outset in a lot of ways or else you get some like weird shoehorning of stuff And and I think you know over the years League has probably I'm not big into League I used to be when I was a teenager um but I'm sure that they've had points where they've had a retcon things that happened in the lore because they were making shifts to make it a multimedia franchise. Um, but like that was the intention a couple of years ago, as they sat down and said, okay, we've got all this stuff. What are we going to do with it? We want a multimedia. Uh, we're going to have, you know, TV shows and books and, you know, comics and video games and all this stuff. Um, and I think that is the hallmark of a very successful, you know, brand push overall is to have all those avenues. And so, um, it's definitely something that I keep in my head as, you know, uh, we're, we're building things. And um, at, if at some point I do get a chance to pen a story for one of our games, um, I would be having those kinds of things in the back of my head. What can I spin off? What can I branch off? Where can I leave some threads hanging to create a compelling um, sequel to, you know, a, a title or a spin off or um maybe there's a different avenue like a comic book or something like that that we can tie into this universe um so it's definitely stuff that we're cognizant about but um also we are at a point right now where we just want to make sure that we have um things that we can deliver and when you start getting into multimedia headspace and like sequels and spin-offs and like it it can start to create um idea bloat and make it very difficult to see like okay what's the actual first step here and so um i think it's something that we'd be interested in and i would like to see um things built on the blockchain that have staying power that way. So I think that's one of the things a lot of people are building games that are very self contained because they know that it might, you know, die in six months to a year. And so if we can see um, blockchain gaming really take off, I think building with those uh, long term um, kind of sensibilities in mind would be, you know, extremely powerful.
0: Totally. So. We're, uh, we're starting to get a little close to time here so I want to be uh, thoughtful with my questions um, but I'm really curious like when do y'all kind of when do y'all see yourself starting to ship product and, and, and games out I know you don't want to give um, any sort of like date or anything but like are you I mean are you close is it something where you're still in the beginning stages knowing that for people who actually care and aren't just, you know, just Fudders looking to FUD. Mm -hmm. Like, like we all realize that these things take a long time to do if they're going to be done right. Um, but I'm just curious, like, where are we in the life cycle? Like, are we still kind of in the beginning stages or are we getting kind of close to shipping or like, you know, I'm trying to give you guys a way to answer it without Mm -hmm. having to like, you know, put up a, put a target on your backs with. Uh, your
1: I can't say too much, but we are not at beginning stages. That would be in September. So, I mean, I can't say too much about game games or anything else, uh, any projects that are associated with us that are attached to our ecosystem, they have their own thing. Again, we want to make it to where it's like, it's independent. It's, 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 it's a decentralized ecosystem. <laughs> um, but they are in charge of their own timeline, so, um, for example, one of our projects, hands up, they're going to be releasing their beta in March, um, and more to come after that. Um, if you want to determine how long a beta from a normal launch takes, and you want to you know, do all those numbers, feel free. Um, when it comes to us personally with first studio games, like Elijah said, if we are starting to release teasers and other things like that, um, you know that we have uh, we, we have some pretty good work already done with that stuff. And um, if you look at our Medium article, there's some pretty good imagery there, but I'm not going to say anything else other than that. If you want to know more though, you can jump into our AMA this, this day. That's going to be happening in, what did I say, three hours, yeah, 10 p.m. UTC, 5 p.m. EST. Uh, There's also going to be a special something at Digicon 7, which we're attending, of course, on uh, the 22nd. That is D-Y-G-Y-C-O-N. It's a uh, kind of online virtual convention. Um, Basically, you have an avatar, you walk around, you look at other projects, it's a convention. But... You have an avatar. Um, we're gonna be, you know, saying a little some some cool stuff right there, and maybe you can learn more about it. Um, but other than that, I, we we cannot say too yeah. much of of anything. Um, but Owen is very keen; his favorite word uh, to release teasers and trailers and other imagery when you are very close to releasing a product rather than, like, a year, two, three, four, five years out or something. Yeah. Um, totally.
0: Yeah. So then, as oh, sorry, Elijah, did you have
1: something you wanted to add? Oh, no, you're good. Go ahead. Okay.
0: So as far as, like, the different products, clearly you guys are you're trying to build GameFi. You also have some existing DeFi stuff. Um, as far as, like, what percentage of, like, your, your offering and your products... Uh, are going to be DeFi versus GameFi versus like ecosystem channel partners. Like, how do you see that? Like, is it going to be mostly y'all are a game studio that also also supports working with others with a little bit of DeFi or is it like an even split between the three? Like, how do you
1: view that? It's going to be a majority ecosystem. I mean, like we will, of course, have our own studio like studio, and we're going to be releasing, uh, you know, as many quality games uh, as possible just because, I mean, like we want, that's our thing. Um, that's Owen's passion. That's Unity's passion. That's what Gugier is about, is making games. When it comes to the ecosystem and through blockchain tech, it's pretty much as many people as that wants to come on board that we can handle, um, which when it comes to integrating blockchain tech, they're going to be making the game entirely. Integrating blockchain tech is, if you are knowledgeable like Owen, it does require you know time to do, but it's not like it takes five months to do or something crazy. It's jumping in at the right times of development and making sure that these things will work, whatever operations you want to have decentralized in the blockchain, will work it makes sense it's sustainable um so if a team like a big team of developers Unity developers came and they said like hey i i made a game i want it to be on the blockchain or i'm currently in development of it i can just jump in and i can't give timelines of how long it may take because that would just be absolutely ridiculous you know it could take a day it could take weeks it could take a month um but considering that people would be doing their own projects, their own games, their own stuff, that would consist the majority of our ecosystem because, I mean, they're doing all the work. We just have to go ahead and help them with that and then integrate them into our ecosystem, which right now, it just looks like staking. You can get their tokens or their in-game items like NFTs, uh, which we'll be releasing soon, which would be an NFT farm essentially. You stake Dojiri, you get NFTs. Right now, that's just kind of what our ecosystem is, as well as, a, you know, this is our partner. In due time, we want it to be like interoperability and other types of interconnected systems through our ecosystem. Uh, it, so okay. that's going to be the majority. Yeah, it's going to be the percentage of it.
0: That's cool. So it allows you to kind of spread your bets between all of your partners within exactly. the ecosystem. So that if, some, you know, you have an investor that's coming in, they're, they're betting on the ecosystem, not just the one. Yeah, they're not just
1: like, oh, I think that Axie's is going to win, or I think that uh, blockchain um, cards or whatever is going to win. They're just like, I think overall this ecosystem, I'm going to go throw it in Dozier, and then if this one starts getting better, I can just stake Dozier for that, and I get tokens, I get NFT items, or... Um, instead of just thinking on a more monetary or speculator sense, it's someone that really likes games and they're just like, I want to get more items, I want to get more currency in this game if it is going to be an in-game currency, rather than just a player and pool. If it has a token, um, I could just go and get some dojira and, oh, these guys are making a cool game, sweet, I'm going to go and get some of their items oh, but these guys are cooler. I'm going to go ahead and use that same Dojira to stake and then just get those items. And now it's like you are essentially getting skins and other things from this like central decentralized token.
0: Totally. So let's talk a little bit about tokenomics then. Um, are you So the the staking boards, are they paid out in Dojira currently? And then it's going to shift to paid out in NFTs? Or like how does that actually work? And then are you minting more to pay out rewards?
1: No. So it's completely a deflationary model. So uh, Dojira has no minting whatsoever. Yep. Um, There are times that we can like burn it just because, which is just essentially sending it to a dead wallet, which in my opinion is is, is, it's a hype thing, really. I mean, it just makes the token more valuable in the sense that if you buy more, it will increase more rapidly, but at the same time, it will decrease rapidly. So it's not like a burn makes the price go up, which I see is a common thing for some reason. it's Deflationary, there's different types of staking. There's LP, which you can get Dojira awards, however, there's also single where you can stake Dojira and you can get for right now. Uh, the Matic pull ended, which we did have Matic pull up to where I stake Dojira and get Matic. Um, we have fish, we have uh, banana from ApeSwap. Um, and I believe I don't believe we have Poly anymore, uh, which is one of the, the, that the ecosystem that's that okay, that's done. Um, so we always put up new single pools. And so the rewards that you get are those tokens. Um, Over time, when we get more uh, people wanting to do our LP or do their own LP, we could have essentially State Dojira and Matic and then get rewards, like LP rewards from those other tokens. Um, So it's a mix, like you can get Dojira rewards, you can get other rewards as well. When it comes to the NFT farm, you could get when we release when we have those nfts uh you could get them we're picking up some hanzo nfts so we can have that on the early iteration of the nft form um we're most likely and i'll talk to polydoge about it but also get some polydoge nfts throw them in the nft form when we have other tokens other projects that are within our ecosystem we want to make those tokens and those nfts available to the people um the tokens are pretty easy We throw it in LP or we throw it in single. The NFT farm is going to be coming soon. That's kind of like one of the next things that we're doing. We're doing multiple things. Um, But essentially, State Dozier get whatever projects, NFTs, or our own. Um, So it's both, all of the above.
0: Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, Skylar, Elijah, I appreciate you guys. Um, It's been a lot of fun. And I really feel like... Uh, it's interesting to hear like the, the timeline and, and the life cycle of Dujir and, and how you guys are thinking about it and where you're headed. Uh, I actually think that that's the most exciting thing is making the ecosystem bet. So I uh, yeah. wish you guys the best of luck and whenever uh, whenever that, um, the first game does come out, maybe uh, come back on the show and we could talk Whoa. about it
1: with uh with a lot more specifics so oh, yeah. oh absolutely i want to do the whole screen share and just kind of play it and then you can play oh, it and whoever uh so absolutely ben and thank you for having us yeah thank you
0: absolutely appreciate it guys to everybody watching and listening thank you all very very much uh y'all the best and i'll see you all in the next episode take care now all right thanks Ben.